Today's message will be a powerful encouragement. Be strong and courageous. This phrase that Pastor Daniel will share from the book of Joshua is something we need to apply to our lives. It's likely God has a task for you that's going to stretch you way out of your comfort zone. Maybe he's already given you a hint what it actually is. In any case, don't go into the task with fear and trembling. Instead, repeat this phrase, be strong and courageous. Now here's Pastor Daniel in Joshua chapter 1 with part 2 of his message, Be Strong. promised to them back in Genesis chapter 15 with Abraham. So we're talking 400 and something years earlier. Now it's time. All these generations have passed. Now it's time to go in every place that the sole of your foot treads. That's going to be yours. I'm giving it to you. I said to Moses, this is how it's going to work. And we get again the boundaries of the land from right where they are at the Jordan River all the way over to the great river Euphrates, which is in modern day Iraq, all the way to the great sea, to the Mediterranean, this huge piece of land that's been promised to them. They're supposed to go in and receive. No man, it says in verse five, shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And what that means is that you are my chosen vehicle. Nobody's going to be able to come against you because just as Moses was my guy on the scene in my name, now you are. Now you might say, wow, cool. Joshua's blessed. But what we're going to see in a moment is that you and I are in the exact same spot. No, no, you're not called to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. But the same authority has been bestowed upon each one of us. If you're here today and you're a child of God, if you're a friend of Jesus, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, that there's an authority that has been bestowed upon you in Christ, that the same thing, that there is something that you are created for and to do, and we are just like Joshua in this way. Why? Because notice what he says in verse 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. This idea that he's saying, my presence will always be with you. And guess what? That's exactly what Jesus said at the end of Matthew's gospel in the Great Commission. When he sent them out, he said, I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I want you to teach them all the things I command you. And then, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age, it says. I just quoted Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Verse 20, when Jesus says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, the presence of Jesus leads us out into mission. 
Now, mission is the word that we use for you and I living in Christ. Because wherever you are, wherever you go, you are on mission with Jesus. And his presence leads us into mission. So whether, like we have a team in Lebanon, we had a bunch of our young folks from Crossroads, they call themselves UFK, they're United for the Kingdom. They were just in Africa. We have a group of people going to Montana for the Blackfeet nation trip. We got people getting ready to go to Macedonia. And each one of us goes into our community and our world every single day. You live this life. The Bible calls that being on mission. Because when Jesus is with you, God's got a greater plan than whatever it is that we think we're doing. Do you realize that? When you run out of TP and you got to go to the store and get that stuff, you're not just out of TP. You're not just on an errand to get toilet tissue. If you didn't know what TP was. Toilet paper, to be specific. You're there because maybe God wants you to run into somebody so that you can be a minister and an ambassador of Christ. Maybe your car broke down just so you'd be in a specific situation so that God could do something. See, that's what happens when you realize that the presence of Jesus leads us out into this world. His presence makes all the difference. Now, because his presence is there, we have a repetition that begins in these next verses. Look what it says in verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you to do. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And then if you go down a little bit farther in verse 9, be strong and of good courage. So brothers and sisters, what do I have to say to you about this? Be strong and of good courage. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, be strong. Okay, to my brothers and sisters in Southwest Portland, be very strong and very courageous. To my friends online, be strong and very courageous. Why is this so important? Because guess what? The reason most of us are not experiencing the presence of God is because we forget God is with us and we live our lives fear-based. What is God asking you to step out into? What is the thing that is in front of you that when you think about it, your stomach gets all up in knots where you're like, oh. You need to begin to preach to yourself, be strong and very courageous. Because what I've learned in my life is God is really looking for people who trust him enough to do dumb stuff in his name. To do what makes no sense. I mean, So many things that you see in your Bible, you have God calling someone to do something that no one would ever do. That's a fool's errand. But God loves people who are willing to be fools in his name. Because when we step out, God does something. But what happens is, is for many of us, we're too smart for our own good. We think ourselves right out of the very things God wants us to do. We think to ourselves, who am I to do this? Like the Gideon complex. I'm the least of the least of the least. I mean, why me? Well, because you're the least of the least of the least. Remember Moses, when God called him, Moses was like, you can't send me, God, why? I stutter. Get my brother Aaron. That didn't help very much. Right? It's the excuses. Am I the only one who knows what it's like when you sense God calling, you have all the excuses? Listen, but these words over and over and over again, be strong. Be of good courage. I've always said it. When the Holy Spirit is redundant, when he repeats himself, it's because he knows we're thick-headed, like all you wives with your husbands, right? You know you got to tell him five times. He won't remember. 
On the sixth time, he might get it. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. All the guys are like, Fusco, stop it. <laughs> Listen, over and over and over again, be strong. Be very courageous. I believe that every single day, God invites us to take steps of faith that we wouldn't normally take. That's why here at Crosses, we always say, we want to be simply responding to Jesus. Why? Because that is the Christian life. Every day, Jesus is saying, who will come when I change the world? Who wants to be there? Who wants to find themselves in the middle of something that they would have never chosen before? And the people who were crazy would be like, the eager beavers, I'll do it. They find themselves there. And sometimes we aren't eager, but we're like, I better go there anyway, because if I don't, I feel like I'm sinning against God. And then you show up, and all of a sudden, you find yourself in the middle of the most extraordinarily challenging but beautiful things. Why? Because God's presence is there. So brothers and sisters, take the step of faith. Yeah, you're freaked out? Sure, be strong and very courageous. You don't know how it's going to work. Amen, but be strong and very courageous. You think this might go really bad, and guess what? It might, but guess what? Be strong and very courageous. Why? Because I will be with you, and I won't forsake you wherever you go. That's what he says. What I've learned is that when you step out in the name of Jesus into what God is doing, yes, it might all crash and burn, but where Jesus is, the crash and burn is a great party. But do you believe that? We're blessed in this culture. I'm grateful to have been grown up in this environment, but guess what? We don't know how to take holy risks anymore. We're too good at pro and con charts, making sure the pluses and the minuses. We count the costs right out of faith in God. And I think God wants to change that in all of us. Will you take God at his word? I'll be honest with you. Oftentimes, I'll love it. I'll meet someone. I just met someone this weekend here at Crossroads. They're like, how in God's name are you the pastor in this place? <laughs> and I started laughing. I said, well, look, I'm not the pastor. There's a lot of us pastors. And I'm like, but ain't it a trip? And they're like, yeah, I mean, like Bill Ritchie. And like, what was he thinking? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, they said, you want to be here? I said, sure, let's do it. Do you think I wasn't freaked out? I was super freaked out. I'll never forget when we moved into town. I mean, so I'd already gotten hired and everything. And I remember the first morning I was going to come into the office. I looked at Lynn and I was like, how are you? She's like, I'm like, I'm totally freaking out. There's all these people at the office. I'd only been a church planner. I'd go to the office. The only person who was there was me. You know what I mean? When I got lonely, I'd go have office at the coffee shop with all these people. They weren't there to see me. They weren't working with me, but they were there. I'm like, okay, I feel better now. And I remember the first day I came to the Crossroads office, I bought like five dozen donuts. Because when I get nervous, I eat like everyone else. You know what I mean? I'm like, if no one likes me, at least I sugared them up for a little bit. And Lynn's like, I'm not used to seeing you nervous. I'm like, well, I'm freaking out right now. What if I can't do this job? I mean, like, what do I know? And I share that not to puff myself up. I was just dumb enough to keep showing up. I still joke every time I go on a trip to go preach somewhere, I always come back and I always expect when I take the key out that the key won't open the door. And literally, if one day I show up to Crossroads and I put the key in and it doesn't open, and all the keys don't work, I'll be like, they finally got smart. You know, they got, they got themselves a real pastor, you know. But, brothers and sisters, we need to learn how to be strong and very courageous. Some of us are so timid. When God is saying, like, for Joshua, 
They're going into a land that some 38 years earlier, spies went in and said, man, this is too big for us. And the people freaked out and they didn't go in. So they have a memory of being fearful and failing at this moment. And God's like, look, be strong and very courageous. So is the thing that God is asking to you into, is it big? Yeah. Are you stepping outside of your comfort zone? Yeah. But God said, look, I'm going to be with you. And I think that that changes every situation. Do you realize that as a child of God, there's nowhere that you will be that God isn't there with you. He has promised his presence and God's presence is our power. God has promised his presence and God's presence is our power because it's his power that we get to walk in in Jesus' name. See, for Joshua, he gets reminded, listen, be strong. This people is... They're going to conquer the land and they're going to get to divide it up amongst them. Only be strong and very courageous. Why? That you observe to do according to all my law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. My friends, you want to get strengthened? Be somebody who walks in obedience to the word of God. There's nothing more freeing when you say, as far as I understand, everything in my life lines up to this. Because you know what happens when you're saying, when you're doing that and if everything's going wrong, you say, Lord, as I understand in your word, I'm doing it the way you're asking me to do it. So what is going on? For a lot of you right now, The reason you are timid and fearful is because you know that your life is not lining up with what God's word says. There is something that you're doing. You've chosen to go to the left or to go to the right. And you know that there's something that's off. And because of that, that disobedience is now causing you to hesitate. And my counsel to you from the word of God is remove the disobedience and take a step of faith. Whatever that thing is, Is it really worth missing out on what God wants to do in your life over? Is it really worth it? I say that acknowledging that there's been many, many, many times in my life where I've been in that place where I had to have a gut check on my life. Like, is it really worth it? Do I really want to give this thing up that is temporary and fleeting What do I want to step into? I remember when God called me into the ministry, I was playing music professionally. And I'll never forget, the music thing was taken off. I was recording albums. I was on the road. I had gigs. It was like, like, I was living my dream. And when that still small voice said, I've called you into the work of the ministry. I remember, I wrote in my journal, I think I'm called to be a pastor, but I don't want to go. Because I was living my dream. And I paused. What I didn't realize at the time was that my pause was driven by the fact that I built my identity on music, on being a musician. That it's like, I didn't know how to be a human being without being a professional musician. But God in his amazing way nudged me to take that step. I think about it now. If Had I never taken that step, I would have never met my wife, never had my beautiful kids, never get to be here with you guys. I mean, You know, maybe I'd get to, if I found my way to Vancouver, Washington, I would be on the worship team, maybe, you know, but all sorts of things would have never happened. Will you be strong and very courageous?
and line your life up with God's word. Listen, taking the steps of faith to line your life up with God's word, it is a step of faith. Because the world's way says, do it this way. God's word says, I want you to do it this way. But when you choose God's way, you experience the plan and purposes that God has. And I realize it is a step of faith, but everything in life is a step of faith. It depends on what you're trusting. So make sure your life lines up with God's word. Look at what it says. I mean, let's not pretend it doesn't say this at the end of verse eight. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, is that what you guys want? You want your way to be prosperous? You want to have good success in the things of God? Absolutely. So take it at its word. Follow the word. Follow the book. That's why we teach it here. Don't teach my opinion. We teach the book. Because we know that when we line our lives up with God's word, God can do amazing things. And I love this, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? I was talking with Pastor Robbie, our youth pastor. I love Pastor Robbie so much. He's so fun. He said, God said, have I not commanded you? He said, son, I told you what it's supposed to be. That's how Pastor Robbie explained it to me. Son, I gave you the rules. Do it. So in Pastor Robbie's name, son, daughter, I gave you the rules. Do it. Be strong. Follow the word. And I love this. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Those are the opposites of being strong and courageous, right? Being afraid, being dismayed. He says, why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, picking up in verse 10, look at what it says, because there's a couple things that need to be placed in order that need attention before they're allowed to cross over. First, it says, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, verse 11, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Now, the first thing is they need to prepare provisions. Why? Because God's been feeding them with this this heavenly manna every single day except for the Sabbath day where they collect twice as much for almost 40 years and when they move into the promised land, guess what? He's going to stop that. Now that's important because what it means is the way God provides for you will be situational and not forever. Now that's hard for us, isn't it? Because for some of us, we're so used to God doing this thing, all of a sudden he stops doing it like, God, where did you go? Listen, you got older, you grew up, you don't need the same things. Does that make sense? Like, I love my little Annabelle. She's three years old, right? She still wears a diaper to bed at night. Now, at three years old, that's normal. If my 12-year-old's still wearing diapers to bed at night, guess what? Houston, we have a problem. Now, Obadiah would be horrified if I didn't tell you he's not wearing diapers to bed, okay? (laughs) So he's rock solid. He knows where everything goes, and he's got control over it all, right? If I'm wearing diapers to bed at night, guess what? Got a major problem. Now, Things are working fine for me too, so I don't, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? But for a three-year-old, that's okay. For a 12-year-old, not as good. For a 41-year-old, very, very bad. Now, I do realize maybe later you got to do it, right? And at that point, you say, Lord, thank you so much. You know, if you've made it to that point where you need to wear it again, praise God for a good long life, amen? And I'm not making light of it. I know for some people you're in that space and you're like, dude, don't be making fun of that. You don't know what it's like. But listen, you're still around. So praise God. I always talk to my grandma and grandpa on my way to our Wednesday night service. Then my Wednesday night call. I always call him. My grandpa said, man, I'm 93. I don't think you're supposed to live to 93, but I'm going to have fun while I'm here. 
It's so cool. And I said to him, like, you want to FaceTime with the kids this weekend? He's like, I love it. You know, I can't see him, but I love it anyway. You know, and I love that attitude. He's like, look, my grandpa can't see. He's legally blind. He wants to FaceTime with his great grandkids. He can't see them. He's like, but it's fun anyway. He has no clue what's going on with it, but he loves it. So I say all that to say, we have to remember that God's provisions are unique. And the provision of manna was unique for the wilderness, but it's going to stop. He's like, so make sure you have provisions for when it stops. Also in verse 12, it says this, and to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed all your mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest. As he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possessions and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave to you on this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. And so if you recall, the tribe of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh were settling in on the side of the Jordan River that isn't the promised land. And they asked to stay there. And Moses said, yes, you can settle here. But when it's time to take the land, your wives and kids can stay in that land. But all the able-bodied men have to go to war. So even though you're settling on this side of the Jordan River, you need to make sure that you fulfill your commitment in conquering the land on the west side of the Jordan River. Right? And so sure enough, they are reminded you need to make sure that you go on. And just as you have rest on the east side of the Jordan River, you need to help your brethren gain rest on the west side of the Jordan River. So there's a reminder of this. And then, of course, it says in verse 16, So they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Jesus is real. Faith is hard. It requires a lot of courage and a reliance on things we can't physically see or sometimes mentally comprehend. In the trials or in the unknown journeys, we have to trust. Pastor Daniel today reminded us how important it is to do as God asks, allowing him not only to grow us, but also to give us the strength we're lacking. We need to draw from the support of other God-honoring people and step forward courageously. Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. Thanks for joining me on Jesus is Real Radio. I realize that not all of you who listen are followers of Jesus, but I actually believe that there are many of you right now as you've been listening, you're saying, I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus. I want his death and resurrection to be applied to my life. And if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me, which is just saying thank you to Jesus for saving you. Let's go ahead. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. I believe in you, your life, your death on the cross, and your resurrection. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, I'm so stoked for you. And I want to get some more resources into your hands to help you continue this journey. So pull out your mobile phone, text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, 
to 51400, 51400, and we'll get some resources into your hands. Now, don't go anywhere. Some folks from my team want to share some amazing things with you. Thanks, Daniel. Again, if you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Daniel, take out your cell phone and text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 51400. We'd love to get some resources into your hands, and the Crossroads team wants to connect with you. Join us again here on Jesus is Real Radio when we'll join the Israelites in their first look at the land promised them by God long ago. Pastor Daniel will introduce us to Rahab, a woman who risked everything to help the Israelites. Her assistance gained her not only her and her family's lives, but also gave her a future much brighter than she'd have ever imagined. Be sure to tune in next time to find out more. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series called Conquest. That's next time on Jesus is Real Radio.